With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are back with you here on Listen Up. Hope you are doing well. Sorry I could not be with you yesterday as I was uh, traveling. Was unable to uh, do this show, but I am back with you today. How are you? How is everybody doing? Everybody having a good day? Certainly been a, a busy period of time with the NFL, and you've got the World Series, game one last night, uh, game two coming up tonight with Houston down one game. Atlanta, the third pitch of the game, you know, a home run, and they were not messing around. That was a very impressive win uh, by Atlanta. Thursday night, you got a real good game tomorrow on Thursday night football, and uh, you know, we'll talk about that. I want to talk about, you know, some things going on in the uh, NBA. The Kings start a, a four-game road trip tonight, uh, taking on the Phoenix Suns. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Again, uh, NFL Week 8 already, hard to believe, uh, beginning tomorrow. And uh, the best game of the week is tomorrow night. And it is uh, Green Bay uh, at Arizona. So we have a lot going on. If you want to get on with me, you can hit your hand hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and I will get you right on. You know, after I filed my lawsuit on, well, officially Friday, but the news broke on Thursday, uh, it's only natural that a lot of people are going to be reaching out to me and they want to interview me. And that has been the case. I've done uh, quite a bit of interviews. I was in Sacramento and did a uh, long interview. I drove out to uh, Fox 40 uh, to do an interview with uh, Mark Dembski. Uh, I did an interview on Zoom with CBS 13 and KCRA. Uh, I did an interview with Sam Shane of KFBK. I was on the Pat Walsh show the following. I did... uh, a quick, quick, quick segment with Marcos Breton of the uh, Sacramento Bee. And I have had a lot of, a lot, a lot of people reaching out to me. And uh, some people I know and some people that I don't know. But the point is I have been doing uh, a lot of interviews. And there was something that uh, happened yesterday that really bothered me. And I wanted to discuss it real briefly here. I'm going to go into much more on this in depth on my podcast on Friday. So I really hope that you can listen to me on my podcast Friday. uh, If you don't like that with Grant Napier, I think I've been pretty consistent with how I feel uh, about important issues. I think I've been pretty consistent 
with my beliefs, how I was raised, and I've also been very consistent when you see something that is not right, you speak up. I did an interview with Michelle Malkin, and uh, she is extremely popular. She has over 2 million followers uh, on Twitter, uh, among other things. And she did an interview with me, and uh, I was grateful for the opportunity to tell her my story. And it was a very in-depth interview. And then her article uh, came out. Uh, It is a commentary that she wrote uh, on uh, CNS News. And the right news right now uh, is what it's called. And there was part of her article that really bothered me. But I wanted to get the reaction from the people that are closest to me before I commented on it because I wanted to make sure that what I was feeling was accurate. Uh, I talked to Star, I talked to my brother Stu, uh, and I talked to my really good friend here in Miami who I did a podcast on, V, who at the time was 39 and is 40. And she is African-American. And, you know, the one thing I have done over the last year is I've asked questions. When something does not sit right with me, uh, I'm asking questions. When something happens and I need a better understanding, uh, I ask questions. So anyway, Michelle Malkin came out with her article on me. And again, I was grateful for the coverage. I was grateful that she took the time uh, to hear my story. And I was quoted very accurately in the story. And I'm grateful for that. But there's one part of Michelle's article that really bothered me. And I, it bothered me so much so that I had trouble sleeping last night because I kept on going over in my head how I was going to talk about this. I was going to share with you, not here on Listen App, but I will on my podcast on Friday, the text conversation that I had with my brother who's three years older and with Star, with uh, V, who's African-American, because I really wanted to find out what others thought of a part of the article that I was so bothered by from Michelle Malkin. Now, in the third paragraph, After she talks about me filing suit against Bonneville for saying all lives matter, every single one, this is how the third paragraph read. In case you had forgotten, hordes of lunatics across America lost their minds over the Minneapolis police-involved death of career criminal and drug addict George Floyd. Coast-to-coast riots caused nearly $2 billion in damages and cost scores of lives, all under the guise of social justice and peaceful protest, of course. So I want to read that first sentence again. That really bothered me. In case you had forgotten, hordes of lunatics across America lost their minds over the Minneapolis police-involved death of career criminal and drug addict George Floyd. 
That really bothered me and still bothers me. And I'm very grateful that I was able to have dialogue with the people that I just mentioned because I wanted to have this conversation with people that were very close to me to make sure that I was reading this accurately. And, and how I feel doesn't have to be how you feel, but it's how I felt. George Floyd may have been a career criminal and may have been a drug addict. I guess he was, not may. But that does not mean that the man's death warrant should have been signed. doesn't mean that he should have been murdered by Derek Chauvin. It doesn't mean that because he was a career criminal and drug addict, he deserved to die. And I was really bothered by that one line in her story. Again, in case you had forgotten, hordes of lunatics across America lost their minds over the Minneapolis police-involved death of career criminal and drug addict George Floyd. It almost makes it seem like she's justifying the murder of George Floyd. Now, I know she's not, but it doesn't read well to me, and it was it bothered me. It bothered me so much so, and my brother, for those of you that don't know, my brother's three years older than me. Uh, my brother, for the record, is extremely liberal, and we don't always see eye-to-eye eye on political issues, but we do see eye-to-eye eye on social issues. My brother is the one that was a double major at Union College in upstate New York and graduated with a 4.0 and could have made millions and millions of dollars working for a numerous companies and decided that he was going to work and teach math at Freeport High School on Long Island. 90% of the students are Hispanic and black because that's what my brother, that's what makes him happy. He wants to turn and make people's lives better. It's the way my brother was raised. It's the way I was raised. It's why I started the Future Foundation. And we've gone on in this over and over again. But I was really bothered by that line. And bothered to a point where, and I mean this, I, I was really having trouble sleeping last night. And I wanted to talk about this on Listen App today. I, I will say this, and I, I'm not saying this for any other reason than I believe it. If you take that paragraph out of the story, if you take that line out of the story, I think it's a very, very well-written article. I think she did a great job in portraying and illustrating my dismissal, cancel culture, and everything else for saying all lives matter, every single one. But I just can't forget that line, which jumps out at me and bothers me, and should bother everyone, by the way. It shouldn't just bother me. And I think it does bother, because the people that I talk to, Star, Stu, my brother, uh, V, we, we were all bothered. And, you know, we're talking about different generations. We're talking about white. We're talking about V being African-American. And and me, I was bothered by it. And I just, I wish that was not part of the story. Because whether George Floyd was a career criminal, drug addict, or what have you, unless he was a deadly threat to law enforcement, he did not deserve to be murdered on the street for all of us to see. 
or none of us to see had there not been any video of it. A career criminal and drug addict does not deserve to be murdered by the police. And it, it one has absolutely nothing to do with the other. You know, George Floyd's brother came out after the sentence of Derek Chauvin, where he was found guilty on several charges, and said in front of a national television audience, do black lives matter? Yes, but all lives matter. Even George Floyd's life, everyone's life matters. I always talk about, you know, how I was raised, the inherent dignity, you know, the inherent worth and dignity of every person. I wish that line had not been in the story. It really bothers me. It really bothers me. Bothers me so much so that I really had trouble sleeping last night. And I wanted to talk about it today, and I wanted to get some feedback. And Kiram, uh, we'll, we'll have you in queue. All you got to do is turn your mic on. It's on the left-hand side of your device, Kiram. Uh, you hit that little microphone icon. There you go. Kiram, uh, you'll be the first caller of the day. How are you? Great, Grant. How about yourself? Good. Thank you. Am I pronouncing your name correct? Yes, perfect. Go ahead. Um, So I had two questions for you just about the whole lawsuit thing in general. Yes. Um. The first is, how did you come up with the amount? Um, some might say it's a little lower, especially considering, I'm not a lawyer, but we haven't considering come up all with the legal the fees. I think people are reading that wrong in the story. In order to file the type of lawsuit that we did, we had to be asking for at least $75,000 worth of damages. We're not asking for 75000 We had to put a figure of a minimum of $75,000, and it had to be part of the complaint. So oh. I think that's been misconstrued. I think that's been misinterpreted. I think people have read that uh, the wrong way. Gotcha. Is that an amount you can disclose at this time or no? No, there is no amount that we're asking for currently. My attorney is dealing with that. Um, there is no specific amount that we're asking for. Gotcha. Gotcha. And uh, my second question was, uh, is there anyone from the King's organization that you're calling on to testify on your behalf or in any part of this I'm not suing the Kings. I'm suing Bonneville International. And as far as who my attorney uh, asks to depose and not uh, testify, etc., I'll let him handle that. So I'm not privy. I'm not able to answer that. But my lawsuit uh, is not in any way, shape or form against the Sacramento Kings. It's against the company based out of Salt Lake City, Bonneville International, who owned uh, KHTK Radio in Sacramento. Right. I just thought there'd be a lot of heads in the Sacramento Kings organization that'd be able to speak positively on your behalf. Uh, hope you're enjoying Miami, man. Uh, sorry for what you're going through and uh, best wishes. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, join me here and uh, do it again when you get a chance. OK, thank you very much. Will do. Thanks. Yep, thank you. Uh, if you want to come on, uh, raise your hand and you can ask me any question you want as far as you know, who would be a witness, who would, you know, that that's that's the job of the attorney uh, that I hired. And uh, we will see what's going on. By the way, tomorrow, I, mean, I shouldn't say by the way, but for those of you that have just come on, uh, I'm going to have a lot more on this subject on my podcast on Friday. And I'm going to share uh, the conversations that I had with my brother, uh, with V, uh, with Star, with uh, the people that are closest to me. Because, again, the history of George Floyd is not relevant 
in this particular case. It's not relevant. I mean, just because somebody is a career criminal and drug addict doesn't mean that they should be murdered by the police. And again, that that one line in the story really bothers me because I really liked the rest of the story. I thought that she wrote a really excellent article, but that just that just bothers the hell out of me. It really does. It just bothers the heck out of me. Zach, you're on with Grant Napier. Hi, Zach. Hey, Grant. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Go ahead, buddy. Uh, I just had a quick question, I guess, since you're being open about all this stuff and uh, just thought I'd, you know, just pick your brain a little bit. What, um, for the time that you uh, <clears throat> got hired for that, uh, for your post and tweet, do you think, um, how bad do you think, I guess I got two questions, how bad do you think the timing was and what do you think the appropriate punishment should have been at that time if you were in charge or knew that <clears throat> that comment was, uh, not the most time, you know, the best timing for it. Yeah, the timing was not ideal. There's no question about that, but that doesn't change the message. All lives matter, every single one. Yeah, the timing in retrospect was not good, but that doesn't make the six words, all lives matter, every single one racist, nor does it make it wrong. Uh, all lives matter, every single one. Uh, I don't understand why anybody thinks that's racist. I mean, again, I put in capital letters, Every single one. That means you. That means me. That means, you know, uh, Asians, Hispanics, blacks. That means everyone. I don't understand how that can be misconstrued and misinterpreted into being racist. All lives matter. Every single one. What should have happened to me? That's a great question, Zach. And I am not in uh, management. Um, I believe I should have been allowed to go back on the radio on Monday because, Zach, you've listened to me for a long time, and I know a lot of people that are currently on Listen App have listened to me for years and years and years, and I could have had open dialogue, just like I'm having now, could have taken four hours worth of phone calls. We could have talked about this. I could have explained exactly what I meant with my tweet, and what I meant with my tweet, I've already talked about this, was not to divide people, but to bring everyone together. I was watching the riots and the looting from my living room. I was sitting on my couch, and I was just like so damn frustrated. I was so angry with what I was seeing, and I was like, why can't we just all come together for once and all? Why do we have to be so divided? Why is there such a division between black and white? Why is there looting? Why is there burning down of buildings? Why is there you know, businesses being ruined and people's livelihoods being being turned upside down. And what I, my intent was, all lives matter, every single one, meaning every single one, let's all come together because we all matter. We're all human beings and we need to work this out and come together. That was my intent. So, you know, what should have happened to me? That's a great question. Uh, I don't think I should have been fired, Zach. That's for damn sure. I don't think I should have lost my career because I said all lives matter, every single one. I can't imagine in our woke culture how people are losing their livelihoods for saying all lives matter. I mean, really? Does anyone care about intent anymore? Does anyone really want to get to the root meaning of what words mean instead of just being part of the woke culture? Do you know how many people's lives have been turned upside down for really nothing, Zach? I mean, is that the type of country we want to live in? I don't think so. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's unfortunate that um, all lives matter, <clears throat> that sentence is being used uh, during that time for um, when people say, you know, Black Lives Matter, then like people that kind of don't care as much, uh, I guess, for the what was going on with the, with the black community, 
they say uh, they'll say right back, all lives matter. And I think it's unfair to people that don't really view that sentence to be some sort of like counter to that. Um, I, I don't think that's fair to you. But um, well, let me ask you this: mm-hmm. Who's the arbiter? Who's the person that decides that? Who's the individual that decides that all lives matter is wrong? Who's who's the, who who who's the arbiter that says all lives matter? Every single one is racist or is counter to Black Lives Matter. My comment wasn't directed towards uh, anything contrary, anything negative towards the lives of Black people. I mean, I, I, I've never thought that. I've never ever entered my mind that what I was saying was counter to the lives of black people. It's, it's just, it wasn't even yeah, in my thought process. Yeah, it's I, not how I think. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I, mean, I think the, I think people maybe do think like that, uh, uh, that way. And so maybe, uh, and then maybe. Th- uh, it's just, yeah, that, that's but why I, but I wasn't, that, that you but were, I wasn't, right? and I'm the one that got fired and no one right. wanted to hear, no one wanted to hear what I meant. Nobody wanted to ask me, well, what did you mean? Why, why did you put that? Everyone just wanted to attack me and not only me, but others in our woke society that we're living in. And is that the type of country we want to live in? I mean, uh, you have to ask yourself that I don't, it's, it, I want to change it. I want to, I want to make things better. Uh, I don't want to see people's lives ruined because of nothing. I mean, it's re- it's wrong. It's just flat out wrong. Yeah, I, I agree. It's it's like uh, I talked to a CHP officer one time, <clears throat> one time, and you know, I'm just asking him, you know, do you agree with this, uh, you know, with the phrasing and, and the Black Lives Matter and things like that? And he was saying, uh, you know, I, I think uh, I think it's okay for, uh, let's say you have like five kids and one's feeling sick, it's okay to, um, you know, put more uh, attention to that one that's l- l- sick at that time. So. You can put that kid yep. ahead of the, you know, the other four. Uh, so it's a, a very good point. I will say this: I have many, many black friends in Miami. Matter of fact, ninety percent, more than ninety percent of my friends here are black, and I've had these conversations with all of my friends. And I will mm-hmm. tell you, the majority of my friends who are of color have told me they're embarrassed by Black Lives Matter. They've told mm-hmm. me that they, they they don't want anything to do with it now. They're all for the social justice initiatives. They're all for the lives of black people. They're all for police reform. They're all for that. But in terms of the Black Lives Matter movement, they've told me to my face that they're embarrassed by it. They don't they don't want anything to do with it. Now that they're not speaking for all black people, but I'm just telling you the people that I'm friends with here in Miami have looked me in the eye and have told me that. Mm-hmm. Well, what uh, what part? What what do they not agree with uh, the movement? They're 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 embarrassed by the movement. They're not for the movement. They're not for the Black Lives Matter uh, movement. They're not for what they stand for. They're not for the way they go about conducting themselves. That's mm-hmm. exactly what they've told me. I see. I see. They're not that the the, the the Black Lives Matter and the Black Lives Matter movement are two different things. Can we agree on that? Yeah. Okay, they're 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 all for the lives of black people. They're all for you know police reform. They understand police brutality. They understand uh, racism. They understand you know their experiences. But in terms of the Black Lives Matter movement, they've told me they're embarrassed by it. They don't so want anything. It, to, it, they don't want anything it, to do with it. Is it like the is it like the people that are organizing the the movement? Yeah, the whole movement. They don't they don't want anything to do with it. They're embarrassed yeah. by it. Now again, they're not speaking for all people of color. They're not speaking for all black people, all African Americans. I'm just right. talking about the people that I've become very friendly with here in South Florida have told me that. Right, right. 
yeah i mean it's just uh, it's just uh, it's just unfortunate that the, the the phrase is just um gets misconstrued and just by itself is okay but people meet think about it differently and it's I, I don't know. It's, it's yeah. You're right. They do think about it differently. You're right. And that and, it's and like I go the media back. that does it. No, too, but, a little but, bit. And you, but but again, I go back <laughs> to you. Where's the arbitrator here? Who decides what you can right. say and what you can't say? And who decides that saying all lives matter is racist? Who's who 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 decides that? Who decides that all lives matter? Every single one is a racist six word phrase. I mean, that's just absurd. It's it's what I said was the truth. Who listen, regardless of how you feel about Black Lives Matter, do you not? And I'm asking you, and then I'm gonna ask others that are listening. Are there people out there, Zach, that don't believe all lives matter, every single one? Like are there people that think, oh no, I don't believe all lives matter every single one at all? Do people really think that, Zach? Uh I think they don't like giving more attention to others, uh other races or something. Then they're like, wrong. Then then they're yeah. racist. Then they're right. part of the problem. They're bigots. Right. Okay. I mean, because Zach, how are we ever going to come together as a society? You know, I think I always quote Mitch Albin. I'm sure you've heard me say this from the Detroit Free Press. Mm-hmm. You know, we cannot be selective with our noise, not against hate. I mean, so when you see a crime and you see crimes against our Asian population, particularly what we've been seeing in New York, that is despicable. It's a hate crime. When we right. see anti-Semitic acts when we see anti-semitism that is hate crimes we should be appalled by that we shouldn't only be appalled by crimes on people of color we should be appalled by violence against all groups white hispanic black asian and i can go on and on why are we so selective zach with our noise that's wrong aren't people people why should we distinguish oh well gee you know that hate crime was against the hispanic it's not as bad as the hate crime against an asian or a person of color no 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 that's wrong right. they're all bad they're all the same because we're all human beings why is that so hard to understand I th- i'm trying to think of the answer to your question of uh who says uh, who's the arbitrator who's the you know who decides all this uh, uh, i guess it it goes uh, my my uh, first instinct would be probably the media and like how things, uh, you know, like Twitter and like the the, so the social trying to movement trying to be, you know, too woke and stuff that it just got a lot of traction at that time or something. And I guess that's what made it. That's what people went with the wind or something. I don't know. Like I'm I'm just trying to think out loud yep. here. Well, Zach, you know what? This was a great conversation, a great dialogue, and I appreciate you asking those questions. Thank you, Grant. Take care. Thank you. All right, take care. It's good stuff right there. Um, you know, again, I I go back to you know hate hate is hate why why do we look at a hate hate against a jewish person less than against a person of color or against less of an asian or why 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 do we do that in our society again mitch album was spot on we cannot be selective with our noise not against hate that's why i've been so critical of lebron james he has over 50 million followers on social media and he's selective with his noise. He only speaks up against against things involving race, black and white. Why? Why? He has a tremendous platform. Speak up for the Asian culture. Speak up for hate crimes that don't deal with black people or what have you. Why be selective with your noise? Not against hate. It's wrong. It's wrong. All right, if you want to come on the program, 
hit your hand icon, raise your hand. Those were great. Uh, but I want to know what you feel. Uh, hit your hand icon. Let's continue this dialogue. I'm going to have much more on this on my podcast on Friday. I'm going to really get into this because this is important. And again, I go back to the article that Michelle Malkin wrote. Again, she quoted me accurately. I thought that a lot of the things she said I was grateful for. I thought it was really well done, except for the line that I read. I'm bothered by it. And I think a lot of people are bothered by it. It's wrong. It didn't need to be in the story. Again, George Floyd's criminal record, his drug record, whatever, didn't justify what happened to him or anyone else that's a criminal. Criminals don't deserve to be murdered on the street unless they're a threat to another human being, right? If you're a drug addict, if you're not a threat to another human being, yeah, you don't deserve to be killed. Ken, I'm going to get you on. You hit that uh, microphone icon on the bottom left-hand side of your device, and as soon as you uh, hit that, you'll see a green light, and that means you'll be on with me, Ken. So just hit your hand icon, uh, I mean your your microphone icon, and I'll put you uh, right on. Again, it just I, I don't I don't know why that has to be in the story. It doesn't need to be in the story. You know, it's wrong. Ken, I'm going to move you back into the audience, and then we'll we'll get you on. All right? All right, let's move along here uh, on Listen App. It's a really good conversation today. Why don't we check in with Jay? Hello, Jay. Hey, Grant. How you doing? Tr- good, trust you. your Trust your uh, travels back to Miami were uh, uneventful. Thank you. Yes, they were. Excellent. Hey, great questions by Zach. That was, that yep. was that excellent. Was, that, Loved hearing that. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I, I, I uh, the big picture with uh, Michelle Malkin's article was was awesome, and I actually I had to go back and reread. Well, now why is this in here? You're losing your credibility by adding uh, adding that negative stuff about George Floyd. Why, why is that? I, I totally agree with you, and and uh, I, I respect Michelle, and I think that she did a good job of highlighting the injustices that that happened to you but unfortunately i think i think she shot herself in the foot with her credibility with with that and that, that's that's unfortunate it is unfortunate and it bothered me because the story is on me and i don't want to be associated with that type of thought process i, I don't want that's not how i think i don't think any rational person thinks that you know george floyd's criminal and drug addict uh being a drug addict Okay, well, that's all true, but that doesn't mean he should have been murdered by a police officer. Doesn't mean that other criminals, again, if a criminal and a drug addict, if they're not a threat to another human being, that doesn't mean that they should be killed. I mean, this is absurd. It's ridiculous. It doesn't have anything to do with what happened to George Floyd, whether he was a criminal, whether he was a drug addict, whether he was sober, whether he was a uh, person of great standing in the community. What happened to him? He he was murdered. Why, Why are we putting that in the story? It's wrong. It's flat out wrong. Yeah, a hundred percent. It was complete. It was completely irrelevant, and um, you know, it, it took the focus off the really, really good parts of the story yes. that were there. And you know, the, the this this last week has has been really nice for uh, proper exposure. You know, one of the things that I really liked that Pat Walsh did was uh, he he gave you the platform to explain yourself 
explain what happened, discuss the scenario without judgment and um, and and let the facts speak for themselves. And um, this, the, just like what you'd laid out with um, the Matt Barnes scenario and how ridiculous that is, all you have to do is lay out the facts. And you laid out the facts, yep. black, black and white, yep. that um, anybody with that they can hit Google would find the exact same facts in two seconds. And and facts Correct. are facts. Right? Yeah, you I know? didn't attack. I didn't attack Matt Barnes at all. I just read everything that was factual about Matt Barnes. Now, I did attack NBC Sports California in the sense that their double standards and hypocrisy. They put out a statement on me that's laughable, was ridiculous. And yet they hire a person like Matt, and I read everything, everything I said on Matt was 100% factual. So I'm glad you pointed that out. Yeah, exactly. And and if if, uh, if folks will stick to the facts as opposed to inserting their own definitions, you know, just like with the, what you and Zach talked about, you have outside folks not involved uh, trying, trying to come up with their own definition of a phrase or words that is 100% right. I think, I think who's the arbiter is, is a great question um, because the words speak for themselves. You, you don't, they don't need to be interpreted. They're, they're black and white. They're there. They, they, they don't require interpretation. And um, the, fact, the facts are the facts. So what happened with Matt Barnes's history is Matt Barnes's history. With um, Jones, um, you know, uh, his history is his history. And, and, the, and the Kings have decided that his history is okay to be their play-by-play guy, and NBC Sports has decided that uh, Barnes's history is okay to be their play-by-play guy. All right, well, that says a lot about the decision makers. Um, and your your verbiage was very crystal clear, and the explanations have been very crystal clear and very factual. And uh, to me, it's a it's really black and white. And and folks yep. that are tr- trying to spin it in some other direction, it it's spin and um, rationalizing something you over over facts that are not present and we have to get away from that and um i i don't, I don't know what it's going to take but but certainly you standing up for yourself and you know whatever whatever heat you felt between now then and now that that that's going to get turned up as as um as time goes on and and uh, um it, 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 I certainly feels from my perspective that you're like, okay, let's go, let's go because you have the, you have the facts and history on your side. Well, I'm not only standing up for myself, I'm standing up for the, uh, woke culture in our society that is tarnishing and ruining people's lives. I'm not just standing up for me. I'm standing up for everyone that has been affected by cancel culture. And so whether I'm the poster boy for this or not, I don't really know. I'm obviously a public figure and therefore I'm going to be in the news and I'm going to use my platform to not only try to help myself and make my life better, but I'm going to try to help make other people's lives better. And that, that is my goal. And I hope I can, uh, I hope I can do it. Yep. Well, you, you, you will, you will achieve it. Um, w- one way or another that there's going to be, there's going to be a positive outcome net out of all of this, um, regardless of how the, how all individual parts of it play out, there's going to be a net positive and just, and just having, having the conversations again are so important, you know, in today's society, we're so quick to move on to other things and just put stuff under the rug. Um, and, and and not putting it under the rug right now is, 
is just as important as, as some of the other social justice issues that you that you and Zach were chatting about. They they can't be put under the rug. They need no. to be dealt with. And so so kudos. Hey, Good quick basket quick basketball yeah. question. And I apologize. Uh, I came on a little bit late. If you already covered this, but um, uh, what's what's your take on um, on how the Kings Phoenix matchup is tonight? I think it's a toss up type of a game. Uh, I think these teams are are. I mean, I think Phoenix is better, but. The Kings starting a road trip. It seems to me the Kings are a better team on the road than they are at home. And I'm going back to last year. You know, they had some big time wins on the road. Uh, now, Phoenix has had off since Saturday, which would concern me a little bit. They're very well rested. They've had a lot of practice time. But the Aaron Fox has got to play better. I mean, he's had a miserable start to the season. He was terrible on Friday against Utah. He was terrible on Sunday against Golden State. And De'Aaron Fox needs to come out of his uh, mini slump. Now, it's three games, so I'm not going to blow it out of proportion. But I don't think the Kings can win tonight if De'Aaron Fox isn't the Aaron Fox. Excellent. All righty. Keep up the great work, man. Thank you. Take care, Jay. Take care. Bye. It's a really good call. Uh, really, really enjoyed uh, that conversation. Good stuff. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls. Let's get to Jerry. Jerry, you're on with Grant Napier here on Listen App. Hey, Grant, how's it going? Good, Jerry. Good, good. Yeah, I just kind of wanted to go on a little. Uh, first off, I got a question for you. I just wanted to get your opinions on um, one of the play-by-play commentators, Kyle Draper. I think he's absolutely awful. Um, he does about 75% of the games because, I mean, well, that's just an estimate amount just because Mark Jones always focuses on his ESPN because he's obligated to do his ESPN duties. But, uh I mean, Kyle Draper is just awful. I couldn't believe the Kings couldn't find a better guy than that. Just kind of wanted to get your opinion on him. Well, Jim Cozumore should have been the guy. Uh, Coz was in line. He got screwed over. And I don't understand why uh, Jim Cozumore was not uh, asked to be the backup guy uh, to Mark. It made no sense to me. So, yeah, you get what you get. I mean, I'm not involved with that decision, obviously. Um, I, you know, I'm not going to say anything bad about Kyle. I've never met him. I don't know him. Uh, you know, I, I really, I really don't have anything to say. I think it's pretty self-explanatory based on my social media accounts and based on the reaction, uh, how people feel about it, but I'm not going to pile on. Do you know what, do you know what happened to Jim? I know obviously he's not I don't. on uh, Comcast I don't. Sportsman anymore. They changed up their entire, uh, I don't. broadcast I don't. team, but I, I don't, but I, he should have gotten a backup job in my opinion, uh, to, um, Mark Jones. He was in line. He wanted it. And uh, I think they, you know, I don't understand. I don't know what. Yeah, happened. I don't understand either. I just couldn't believe they couldn't find a better guy than Kyle Draper because I know uh, the uh, the Boston Celtics fans uh, weren't a fan of him either because uh, I think he stepped in doing color um, after doing the uh, if if he wasn't doing the uh, halftime and uh, pre and post game. But uh, well, just I, I, you know, again, I I don't want to speak bad on him. I've never met him. I I I I don't even I've never even seen his work. Um, have you, I was have, very, you listened, I, have you listened to any of uh, his no, play calls? Any, no, have I will you been not. watching any of the games? No, no. I follow the games, but I don't watch them, if that makes sense. And I've, I have not heard – I wouldn't know Kyle Draper's voice uh, if he came on my headset right now. I don't even know what he sounds like. So I, I don't want to comment on that. I will just say, uh, me personally, I was extremely proud of the job that I did with Jerry, and I was proud of the Emmys we won. I was proud of our high rankings on league pass ratings and everything, and – um, I'm grateful that I was able with Jerry to entertain so many fans and we did the best job we could do every single night and what's happening now. Hey, it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. But I mean, it's just kind of a shame we go from you and Jerry and now, uh, you know, the broadcast team isn't the same, but you know, appreciate your opinion. Appreciate you, uh, hosting live shows, doing Thank podcasts you. and everything. Keep up the good work. 
Thank you, Jerry. Call again. I really appreciate your questions. Thank you. You know, it would be easy for me to sit here and pile on the announcers. I'm not not going to do that. I'll let you do that. All right? It is what it is. I don't want to sound sour, you know, whatever. I mean, it, it, it's self-explanatory. I I can't even begin to tell you what my phone is like on game nights. It's um, my phone blows up from social media. So enjoy the games. You know, if, if you if you don't like it, listen to Gary Gerald. I'm not really sure what else to uh, tell you, but I'm I've never met Kyle. I've never heard him on the air. Um, quite frankly, I don't know what he looks like. I don't even know what he sounds like. Um, I don't want to pile on him. I'm not going to. Uh, so here's the deal. Friday, I'm going to get into all of this on my podcast. I'm grateful for the questions that I had today. And I'm not just going to gloss over important things. And I try to get the message across. Don't be silent on things that matter. If you see something, speak up. If you hear something, or you read something that is not right, speak up. And I did not like Michelle's sentence, in case you had forgotten, hordes of lunatics across America lost their minds over the Minneapolis police-involved death of career criminal and drug addict George Floyd. It wasn't a police-involved death, first of all. It was murder. It was murder. It wasn't a Minneapolis police-involved death. It was murder. Okay? There was nothing other than murder. Derek Chauvin murdered George Floyd, and it did not matter whether George Floyd was a career criminal or drug addict. had nothing to do with it. Criminals and drug addicts do not deserve to be murdered by the police unless, unless they are a deadly threat to that individual. We all saw the video. George Floyd wasn't a threat to anyone. Really bothered by that. And again, I really mean this. I I had trouble sleeping last night. It bothered me that much. And I'm going to get into this on my podcast on Friday. Hey, your support means the world to me. I greatly appreciate you listening here on Listen App. I greatly appreciate you checking out my podcast. You have a great rest of the day. And we'll do it again in 24 hours. Grant Napier is saying, so. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.